Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome, listeners. How's it going? Notice the contrast? Welcome to today's episode, Booze, Bants, and Bacon Sarnies. Depending on your age and where you come from, you may or may not understand what the first part meant, but this podcast is going to teach you all the cool Brit lingo so you can slang in style. Now, I'm going to take a guess that you were either listening to this episode because you were British or you're wanting to learn more about us Brits and how we do things around here. If that's the case, then you're in the right place. That sounded so cool. Anyways, being British isn't just an identity status. It also embeds into your personality and looks in some cases. Let me ask you a question. What do you associate with Britain? Let me guess. You're thinking of the Queen, Royal Family, Green Cricket Fields, uh, pubs, right? Oh, and don't forget the tea, obviously. Some of the stereotypes of this country are true. However, there's a whole lot more to Britain than meets the eye. For the next 30 minutes, I'm going to be talking about British culture, how much food and alcohol we consume as a nation, along with the icons of the country, the legendary TV shows such as Corrie and Gavin and Stacey, and the phrases said by Brits and what they actually mean. I'm also going to talk about some experiences faced by Brits and what tourists think of us and our country with the help of some guest appearances. So grab yourself a cuppa or a pint and a pack of digestives and let's get this pod on the road. I'm going to start by giving you lots of food for thought. What does your typical day look like? If you're British, it probably goes something like this. Wake up, grunt. Proceed to grunt again before snoozing your alarm another five times. You finally accept defeat and stumble into the bathroom. You then go to pour the milk that goes all over the worktop, but you're in too much of a rush to clear it up. You run out of the house to get in the car or get on public transport and end up spending half the morning in traffic or facing delays. And once at work, you spend the majority of your day there. After your commute home, you make yourself dinner or opt for a takeaway, depending on how tired you feel, and then slouch on the couch for the rest of the evening. Am I right or am I wrong? This is typical British behaviour, and a fun fact about us Brits is that we aren't too fond of change. A study revealed that more than half of Brits admitted to hating change, whether it be meeting new people or using contactless car machines. As many as 27% of Brits claim that they're actually panicked by change, and nearly a quarter admit that they're scared to do something different to usual. We like to stick to the same routines and rituals that we get used to, and if these have to change at any time, we often throw a tantrum. There's one thing in particular that many Brits say they can't start their day without. Take three guesses. Good old Rosie Lee. (laughs) That's Courtney Ryman's slang for tea, by the way. Tea drinking is a popular activity in this country. I mean, if it were a sport, I actually think we'd win by a mile. Did you know, on average, Brits drink 100 million cups of tea a day, which is almost 36 billion cups per year. Some people, more than others, need a certain amount of tea in their system to finish a task. For example, an article from the Reader's Digest revealed that building an office desk may actually require three to four cups of tea to complete for some people. Tea is also a way of soothing a situation. When we get stressed or receive shocking news, us Brits react with, stick the kettle on love, I need a cuppa. The same goes for if we get told good news, have just come back home after a boozy night out, or even just given birth. Many occasions require a good cuppa. When doing my research on tea, I came across this little poem written by an anonymous author which sums up tea drinking. When the world is at odds and the mind is all at sea, then crease the useless tedium and brew a cup of tea. There is magic in its fragrance, there is solace in its taste, and the laden moments vanish somehow into space. The world becomes a lovely thing, there's beauty as you'll see, all because you briefly stopped to brew a cup of tea. I like that. 
People believe that us Brits drink tea with our pinkies. I can confirm that we don't. This is a myth and only a myth. When planning for this episode, I actually did some research on where this myth derived from, and I found out that it could date back as far as the 11th century and from the etiquette of knighthood. Fascinating. Anyways, as we, as we have established here, the British drink a lot of tea, but the real question is, what's the most popular brand of tea? A survey showed that Brits drank more of Yorkshire tea than any other brand, with PG tips coming close second. There was also a north-south divide, with Yorkshire tea dominating the north and PG tips dominating the south. It appears that the North are frugal shoppers, with their tea expenditure being 32% cheaper than the PGT drip tips drinkers in the South. You tight northerners. I'm only having a bubble. Our southerners love you, really. I mean, now personally, I'm not actually a tea drinker myself. It just doesn't tickle my fancy. Like, if I have a hot drink, it's got to be a hot chocolate with the full works. You know, like cream, marshmallows, and if we're stepping up a level, chocolate sprinkles or sauce. <laughs> now then, I think it's time for a tea break. What do you think? I'm really sorry, this just isn't working anymore. Really? Yeah, you'll thank me eventually. You'll be fine, you just need a cup of tea. What? Shh. A graze or minor injury There's tea There's tea You took an arrow to the knee Have tea Oh, tea Even winners of the Monaco Grand Prix Drink tea Heart is drunk by the bourgeoisie Probably likely changed the course of history Lovely cup of tea When Monday Your legs trapped underneath debris There's tea, there's tea You feel a burning when you pee Have tea, oh tea Been sectioned for insanity More British than the Jubilee I even heard it made a blind man see Lovely cup of tea I'm now going to have a chin work with you guys and a special guest about classic British phrases and slang terms that we use on a day-to-day -day basis. First off, the word chin work. What do you think this means, Kanin? Uh, well, I'm not really sure. I've never heard of the word chin work before. 
Really? Have a head of the prees, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, if you're having a chinwag with someone, you're basically having a conversation with them. Oh, okay. So, say that like, you and I are having a chinwag right now. Yeah, that's a conversation. Bob's your uncle. Is he your uncle, Kanane? Nope. No? <laughs> this funny phrase means, and there you have it. All right? Yeah. This is a phrase that you'll often hear in Britain, and when you someone says it to you, they often aren't looking for an answer. So it's pretty unusual, isn't it? I mean, considering they actually asked you, us Brits are funny like that. So yeah, it's typically said as a friendly gesture, basically having the equivalent meaning to hello. But some people actually do mean, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm knackered. Do you know what this means? Yes, I know what knackered is. I thought that's just... Um, and- I thought that's just the thing that everyone says when you're tired. But I'm... Proper British. Are yeah. you knackered right now? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, so knackered basically means if someone's beyond tired. So yeah. if they're feeling really tired. Yeah. Grab me my brolly. I've heard of it, but I've heard the same, but I don't know what you mean. So brolly means umbrella. So it's slang for umbrella. Yeah, so if someone asks yeah. for their brolly, it's probably going to be a bit wet outside. Yeah. How's it going, mate? How's it going, mate? So, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, so mate means friend, but an interesting fact is that calling someone mate doesn't actually necessarily mean they are your mate. Um, they literally could be any old Tom, Dick or Harry um, as it's used as a friendly gesture. So, yeah, it's informal and colloquial slang, really. Yeah. I need a fag. Yeah, need a cigarette. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, fag need is a cigarette. Nicotine rush. That's it. Yeah, if someone needs a fag, they're, they're basically indicating that they're, they, need, they have a nicotine craving. He's taking the mickey. Any yeah. ideas on that one? Like, uh, is he being serious? Something like that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if someone's taking the mickey, they're making a joke out of something or messing around, causing the other person to kind of get worked up and frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny one. My eyes are bigger than my belly. Have you heard of that one? Never in my life. It's a weird one, isn't it? Um, with eyes bigger than your belly yeah if your eyes are bigger than your belly it essentially means that you think you can eat more than you actually can uh, so you're kind of yeah you're underestimating your expectations really what a geezer what geezer means uh, it's kind of like it do means, you... uh, wait, wait, it's like a compliment like, yeah a that's it like what a geezer like what a cool guy it's kind of someone seen as yeah who's cool or who maybe like stands out from the crowd um, so to speak I'm Hank Marvin. I'm Hank Marvin. Starvin. I'm Hank Starvin. <laughs> Hank no. Starvin. No. Don't know. Yeah, so basically Marvin rhyming with Starvin. So if someone says they're Hank Marvin, they're saying they're hungry, they're starving, basically. Oh. Um I'm skint. Means you have no money. Are you rich? Nope. Or are you skint? <laughs> That's it, yeah. So Brits say this when they don't have much money. If someone goes, oh, I'm skint, it means that, you know, they haven't got um, buckets of dollars. They don't have a budget. Yeah, exactly. Cheerio. Goodbye. (laughs) That's it. Cheerios are our type of cereal in Britain, but this phrase, yeah, literally just means goodbye. Goodbye, So cheers, mate. It's been been good to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. Cheerio now. As we've discovered so far, Britain is known for many things, but there's one thing that our country is full of. (laughs) It's not what you're thinking. 
Icons. Britain is full of iconic people with the likes of David Attenborough, Stephen Fry, Gemma Collins, Danny Dyer, Michael McIntyre, Zoella, Ian Beale, The Gokan Pearman, Anna Deck, Stephen Mulhern, Gail Platt, Ainsley Harriet, and the list literally goes on. <sighs> I need a breather after that. Absolute legends right there. These people are unique, and I would go as far to say that they actually help form our country. We look up to icons such as these and see them as inspirational. I mean, come on, Britain is responsible for some of the most iconic fashion, music and pop culture in the world. And these stars are no exception. Every Brit has that one person or more who they idolise and just admire every time they see them on TV or on social media. So I love Anna Deck, so I literally watch every show with them in it. They just sort of, I don't know, they just have this thing about them and I enjoy their humour and the content they create. I think their TV presenting style is brilliant. Talking of TV, let's talk about British television. Us Brits love TV. In 2019, the television industry in the UK made over £16 billion. During the last two years, this has also risen due to the pandemic. Some of the top shows watched by Brits last year included Line of Duty, Strictly Come Dancing, Vigil, The Masked Singer, The Famous Meghan and Harry's Oprah Interview, uh, The Euros Final and Boris Johnson's Lockdown Announcement. Take a listen to this. Jordan Pickford tells himself, no problem, he's up to this. He has to be. It's Jorginho. Pickford is down to stop him. England is still alive. It is the save of his life. What a moment for Jordan Pickford. I'm interested in one thing and one thing only. And that's bent covers. Were you silent or were you silenced? In England, we must therefore go into a national lockdown, which is tough enough to contain this variant. That means the government is once again instructing you to stay at home. Do these shows ring a bell? They're all super popular last year and have millions of viewers tuning in. I wonder what this year's TV crazes will be. I can think of a few. <laughs> Let's talk classic shows. We're talking Gavin and Stacey, Little Britain, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, EastEnders. We love a soap opera here in the in Britain. We literally love the drama. The storyline might be like the most ridiculous plot, but we thrive off it. I found a funny video on YouTube, which is literally the alphabet from A to Z, but with only Gavin and Stacey references. Enjoy. A is for. All right, Stacey, what's occurring? B is for. Bryn. Bryn. It means hill in Welsh. Does it really? C. It's Chicken boner, lamb boner, prawn boner, mushroom rice, bag of chips, keem and nine poppadoms. I'm just going to stick it on the table, you know. Whoa, right. Okay. What is it about a group of people ordering an Indian or a Chinese or something that is somehow unexpected to eat your own food that you order yourself? Like, why do we have to... Why are we all just... Well, because it's nice. D is for... Steve's the name, Bingle's the game. E is for... Amlen. We can stay here as long as it takes. I got no shame. They give us a pound, we'll be on our way. F is for fishing trip. I don't want to talk about it. Why, Bryn? Why? Don't. What happened out there, Bryn? What went on? I can't say. No, I can't. G is for Gavlar. Gavlar. Sister, sister. Gavlar. Hi, mate. How's it going? Gavlar. Sister. Gavlar. Up here. H is for. I was karate. It's jujitsu, darling. I is for. It's the last thing you expect to find when you come into work in the morning. J is for. Jace, enough jibber jabber. It's meant to be my hand knife. What's the plan? Well, I'm doing pizzas. 
and garlic bread. K is for kiss a cuddle. A cheeky finger, just don't go selling at the whole farm. Oh, thanks, Dora. L is for... Make matching shape, Shaka! Look at yourselves! Will you just look at yourselves? M is for... Mint Baileys for Christmas. N is for... Neil, the baby! You nearly finished, cos we'll be hitting the roads in a bit. Yeah, just gotta fill the grabbers. O is for... Oh, 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 oh. P is for... Q is for... Question is, Smithy. Do you want the corn on the cob? R is for... Rabina, I know what you're drinking. Rap singer. Chain blinger. Holler at the next chick soon as you're blinking. Wash up persona. About this Americana rhyme and my shallow. Cos all my clothes designer. I just smile like a lock and blow. Before he's speaking, he's super And you thought he was cute before. Look at this big coat, tell me he's broke. Woo! I don't know you're waiting in order. I heard your lyrics. Feel your spirit. But I still talk that cat-ass. Cos I know the words. Why? Hear it. And I feel like... Mike the fattest. Like a pimp with a Gladys, and I know they love it, so the hell with all that rubbish. Yes! S is for... Stacey. Oh, my God. Hiya. T is for... To tell you the truth, Gwen, I'm absolutely twatted. U is for... Unbelievable. You unbelievable, you vicious little pig. V is for... Vis-a-vis chips. So, I have substituted my chips by having two extra steaks. Three steaks? Are you mad? No, Mick, it's not three steaks. It's one steak for me as an actual steak, one as a substitute for my chips, and one as a substitute for my peas. But you're eating half a cow, woman. Right, that's it. I knew you'd say something. I'll starve. Mum, come on. No, Gavin, I've had enough. I've tried. God knows I've tried. I've done the lot. Pilates doesn't work. Can't do the cabbage soup because your load chip don't like the smell. And now I can't even have a steak. For the love of Mike. W is for... Where's the salad, door? Where's the salad? Where's the salad? There's the salad. Now leave me alone. X is for... Xenophobia. Y is for... You're having a burn, dance. <laughs> Z is for... <laughs> our shows are popular and great due to many factors we aren't afraid to laugh at ourselves or tackle different subject matters we are blessed with some of the world's biggest experts on our screens and we also embrace our history as a country one other thing is that we get straight to the point no faff just bam straight into the episode many british shows are popular around the world the show come dine with me where a group of people take turns hosting dinner parties won a Royal Television Award, and has, down, has generated 4,000 episodes in 20 countries. I don't know why I was going to sound say downloaded then. Anyway, generated. This is part of being British. We, we kind of mess up stuff quite often, but anyway, we go with it. Downton Abbey is also one of Britain's most popular exports, which is airing in countries such as Sweden, Russia, and South Korea. It's not just our TV which is good. Our food is too. Not to blow our own trumpet or anything. Now I love food. I literally love food. <laughs> I always look forward to meal times and enjoying a good meal. When people think of Britain and our food, the majority don't think further than fish and chips. This is a classic, but considering the United Kingdom is made up of four different places, countries, places, countries, shut my remix, <laughs> each having their own distinctive culture and history, we're a pretty culinary diverse place. Some traditional British dishes include a full English breakfast, bacon sandwiches, roast dinner, toad in the hole, pie and mash, sausages and mash, known as bangers and mash here, and Lancashire hot pot. 
Certain areas are famous and well known for these dishes. London is a prime example of where you'll find a good pie and mash. I love a pie. Waitrose do a really good chicken, ham and leek one that I could eat every day of the week. Us Brits also do enjoy a good takeaway. I love a takeaway. I've got to love Chinese. Chinese is the best. Or takeout, as Americans say. In December 2021, uh, a survey actually showed that one in four Brits pick Chinese food as their preferred takeaway, while 17% say they prefer Indian. And of course, you will have the traditional Brits, who will always choose fish and chips. I can't blame them as you, you can't, you literally cannot beat a fish and chippy tea. Especially if you're by the sea with the seagulls coming and taking your chips. That's, that's a classic part of being British, that is. Uh, the magazine brand, uh, Vanity Fair, asked some British stars what their favourite British food was. And this was their response. Bangers and mash. Chips and cheese. Bacon crisps. A pork pie. Fish and chips. Chips, probably. Pie and mash. Chips? Are chips English? Beans on toast, is that junk food? Probably be a fish finger sandwich. Crunchy bar is fantastic. Spotty dick. I haven't eaten junk food since... A full English breakfast. I'm 68. Being British means you often get stereotyped for doing certain things, as mentioned earlier on in the episode, and many of us are short of experience, funny looks, being out and about on holiday, and have people stare at us like we're total utter maniacs. I'm not denying that we're not, because we can be a bit foolish at times, but I do get the impression that many tourists who visit our country, or when we visit their country, think we do things weirdly. I mean, walking around the airport in sandals and socks and a man shirt is just standard, right? Hawaiian shirts on and garlands around the neck, proper Benadorn behaviour. Here's uh, what an actual American had to say on the way we dress abroad. Uh, let's see, let's see what they say. Um, let me find the article. Here it is. I remember being in Orlando in late September when some families would take their kids out of school to access low season rates. You'd see entire families wearing England football strips to go off to the Orlando attractions in uniform. There's a real misplacement of pride and it's also very self-defensive. It's not a particularly attractive phenomenon. We come across as eccentric, is what I think he was trying to say. We go to another country, and what's the first thing we do? Go on a hunt for a proper British pub and a pint. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating here, but I have heard stories that this is what happens. Another thing us British love is alcohol. Yes, good old bevy. The average consumption per adult is, drumroll please, 9.7 litres of pure alcohol per year, which is the equivalent to about 18 units a week. Bit mad that, ain't it? Bailey's is the most popular alcoholic brand choice in the UK, with Smirnoff Vodka being second. Consumption levels vary by region, with the North being the highest. You Northerners are giving yourselves a bit of a reputation. Anyway, back to what I was saying. We like a drink. We also have quite the track record for getting into trouble abroad, normally caused by being obliterated by booze. We could be worse. Or could we? Quite embrace the British culture, eh? It's how we are programmed to perform as Brits. We're like robots. I bet there are so many funny stories of Brits abroad and stories of tourists in Britain. I'm now going to chat to my mate Callum about what he associates with Britain and what he thinks screams British. British. Hi Callum, you alright mate? Hi Amelia, thank you for having me on your podcast. Nah, no worries, no worries. Um, So what do you associate with Britain or being British? Um, 
well, I associate a nice cup of tea in the morning. Uh, no, oh, she likes you like your tea. Oh, I love tea, tea and biscuits in the morning. Um, bacon sarnies. Oh, British funny part. enough, do you know the episode, what the episode of the podcast is called? What? Booze, Bants and Bacon Sarnies. Oh, is it? Oh, I love Bacon Sarnies. <laughs> yeah, no, I love um, nice big British fry-ups. Don't like road men, I'm not associated with that. I think no? It's absolutely stupid. Al oh, Kate, yeah. I think his name is, he's yeah. a big gangster. That's what a gangster is, not a bloody person <laughs> in a puffer jacket with Nike trainers going around with a machete. I think it's awful. Yeah, it is bad, it is bad. I do agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you kind of... Do you like being British, or would you prefer to be? No, yeah, I don't mind it. I prefer to be American because. Would you? I, no, well, I don't know actually. I like being. I like being British. I just don't like how Britain is, and I think Britain is falling apart at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I agree. I agree. Uh, at the minute, I'd rather be from probably America. You Fair get enough. you get better food over there as well. <laughs> Like, you really English food. <laughs> no, I love English food. This is in America. It's so much cheaper and you get so much more. I love yeah, food. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite English food? Favourite um, food? Toad in a hole. Oh my God, I said that. Do you know I my favourite? My favourite is pie. I was actually saying pie. earlier on in the episode that like, waitress uh, do... Like pies yeah, 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 you get the pie pies. Waitress do a really good one. It's like chicken, ham and leek and it's so good. Ooh, have it with some mashed and veg and it's yeah. like literally so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, Callum, it's been good to speak to you thank about you. your British experiences and hopefully we'll get you on here again soon on another episode. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. All right, cheers, thank you. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I'd like to thank you for tuning in to today's episode and please do get in touch if you'd like to see more episodes like this on the podcast. Also, be sure to let me know if you have any experiences being British that you would like to share or anything related to general British culture. Have a spiffing day now and I'll catch you guys in a bit. You get me?